Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. This is wrapping up my little mini-series of things about the future of podcasting that kind of aren't really about the future of podcasting. It's a terrible title. But today we're going to talk about the coming wave of custom podcast apps. Now, here's what I mean by that. I'm not talking about the changes you're going to see to Spotify's app because as they start reincorporating even better, more podcasting stuff. I'm not talking about Google Podcasts and their quasi-app. I'm not talking about Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, anything. I'm not talking about Overcast. Those are dedicated podcast apps that anybody and everybody probably can join and should, and that's where most consumption is and likely will always happen. When I mean a custom podcast app, I'm talking about an app that you, the podcaster, the company that's responsible for the podcast, an app that you create or more likely have created for you that you can then get your potential listeners to grab and download, and that is how they would consume your content. Not necessarily instead of on all the other places, but as a dedicated place that they would, a dedicated thing on their phone, a dedicated app, a dedicated icon with a little number that shows up with a red one when you've got a new episode available. That's what I mean by a custom app. Now, they've been around for a while, and I think there's going to be a, a growing trend to see more of those, especially as businesses get into the mix and as people want to have a more control over the experience for their listeners. Not in a bad way, you understand, but in a, in a dedicated, controlled way. Sure, you might walk around the city and, and invite and grab people's phones and say, let me subscribe you to my podcast. But if they're not actually listening, they're not using that app to listen to podcasts. Or they've got, in my case, 170 different podcasts. That's not a joke. The number that I subscribe to, it's kind of hard to rise above. So some people, some businesses will start using custom apps better, start making their own custom app for their show. Now, Here's what I think about that. I, so I'm, I'm confident that's coming. We already have apps. Uh, Libsyn, for example, is one of the big hosting companies, if not the biggest hosting company. They already have a custom app, and I've, I've helped a client build one using their template. It's relatively straightforward, relatively simple to use, uh, and it works. It's a great way to get your content out. But, but, and here comes the big but out of this. If you're thinking about using a custom podcasting app only to release your episodes of your podcast, it's probably not a great business idea. An app that somebody uses once a week or once every two weeks, maybe once a month is when they get the notice if something is in there. Eh, probably not the best idea. 
because there's so much more you can do with it. And also it requires someone to go, oh, let me go see if there's a new episode of that podcast available and I got to open up this special app. Kind of problematic. It can be done, but here's the better way to do that. What I've learned after using this one app and what I think the direction of this is going in the future, start thinking about these custom apps as more than just a place to push a podcast, a podcast episode. It is a place where you can produce, you can push out content, audio content, of course, video content, you bet, PDF files, whatever, random text messages, okay, that's the idea behind where, where the apps will actually make good sense for your business. If your business model, even if you're just a, a, a hobbyist podcaster, but if your business model is getting content in front of a dedicated, loyal audience in a unique manner, then an app can be a really nice thing to use. But again, you've got to make sure that you've, there's a business reason on the other side. There's some, some rationale. Why, why would someone want to get this? Because if there's, it's just about downloading and listening to your podcast, there's lots of apps for that. But if you want to produce something more, something that you just can't do through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever else, something that's not the normal, let me make an episode and release an episode <clears throat> and be done with it, that's when an app can get really powerful. And I think we're going to see more interesting businesses coming online. I also think it makes perfect sense for networks. And by networks, what I mean is a grouping of shows together. And I'm seeing more and more shows, networks crop up that have the similar types of content, aggregating those around. You could create an app that helps aggregate all of those shows' content together, almost building a little, I hate to say it this way, but it'll make sense, a radio station in someone's pocket. Built from the content of other people that are producing similar types of content. But even then, alone, by itself, that app's not going to get the traction that it needs. To make apps really functional, you've got to do something more. You've got to do something different. You've got to release occasional videos, sure, in one easy-to-consume package. You've got to release text messages. You've got to release... PDF files and images and all that. You've got to give people a reason to glam around your app. Now, if you're doing a really good job of app, and what I think we'll see in the future is I think we'll start seeing some of these apps become two-way communication platforms where right inside of the app, which is you can kind of do with the apps today, but you'll see more of those, where the listeners can actually give feedback right in this custom app back to the listener, back to the creator. Awesome. Better, better, better. They can even talk amongst themselves. Episode sharing is difficult inside of de various dedicated podcasting apps. But if you have a custom app just for your podcast or just for the grouping of content you're creating on a regular basis, then it becomes a lot easier for people to cross-share that content inside of the app itself. So the big question with this is, if you're producing audio content and video content, PDF files, the occasional text update. Are you really podcasting anymore? Is that really a podcast? Or is it kind of like a web page that has been appized down and a newsletter and all the other things? Is it really just becoming digital content? Has it ceased to be a podcast when you take full advantage of what an app can bring? Here's the answer to that question. So what? <laughs> I mean, honestly, so what? 
The idea is to generate amazing content for people. And if an app lets you do that, and if you're willing to create the kind of content and feed it down that pipe, I don't care if you call it podcasting anymore or not. You're just making content. You're making an amazing magazine. Fine. You're making a multimedia experience. Okay. Yeah, it's a podcast. And here's the great thing. You can still keep doing the podcast and keep funneling out those episodes to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts and everywhere else. You should, of course, do that. But if you really can offer a different experience, a more engaging experience, then I think it might be worthwhile for you to think about an app. And I think publishers, serious publishers out there who are getting into the game are going to look at these apps and go, we can do better. We can use our public podcast feed, if you will, as our top of funnel, maybe not really top of funnel, but whatever, our lead generation tool as a way to get people to go and get the app. Maybe we'll charge for that app. Maybe certain sections of the app, which happens today, can be walled off. And if you only pay a certain amount of money to get those, sure, you have private sections of an app too. But again, you've got to be thinking about it like a publisher, not like a podcaster. Because that's what's going to really power this coming wave of custom podcast apps is how we can produce interesting and engaging content that people really want to consume. Now, as I said earlier, I've helped one company do this. I've got another client who's eyeballing it right now. So I have a little bit of an opinion and some experience in doing this, making sense from the listener point of view. But even if you don't want to do that and you just want to explore how your business can get into podcasting better, that's what I do. I have a podcast consultancy and I help businesses, professional service providers, and others get their podcast out into the world. Get in touch. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Podcastlaunch.pro lists all the services that I offer my clients so they don't have to worry about all this stuff. And enjoy your weekend. I will be back next week on Monday with another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, 
Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.